105.9, Cool FM, 2CBD, and I have here in the studio with me um, Federal Member Barnaby Joyce and um, also our Secretary here at 2CBD, David Donnelly, and um, welcome to 2CBD. Thank you, David. It's uh, it's a great opportunity to have Barnaby here with us. So uh, welcome, Barnaby. Uh, um, it's great to have had the opportunity to show you around. It was uh, fairly busy last time, a bit over three years ago, when you opened this centre, and uh, we're continuing to grow. Well, David, it's exactly right. and the, uh, We've been working together uh, with your, all your great members here at the Community Radio Station to get further funding and uh, $15,000 so that you can go to the races and uh, get a, a live broadcast from the races and a refurbishment of what we're sitting in at the moment, the studio and the studio next door. And, of course, the money we supplied uh, some three years ago. Why is it important is because community radio is the authentic voice um, in regards uh, hearing what's going on in your community. Uh, as we get more syndicated um, radio, that you're hearing more of what's happening in maybe Canberra or Sydney or Brisbane, but you're not hearing about your local community. And so it's vitally important, I believe, to do everything I can so that community radio stations can fill that void of locals hearing about local issues. And we're doing this in Tannerfield, Tamworth, here, and um, you know, uh, I, it's uh, great to see the work you've done here, David. Thank you, Barnaby. It's great to uh, great to be recognised as an organisation, and the big part here is it's totally volunteer, and uh, it's owned by the community um, as uh, an incorporated association. So we're we're basically trustees for for the community, um, and the, the federal funding it's really it's great to have received because it allows us to do our job better and, uh, in fact, support all those community organisations that wish to promote their barbecue or race day or whatever it might be, or the fact that something's had to be cancelled. We can do that very efficiently and let them know what's going on. So really pleasing that um, we've got the mechanism to grow and expand and build on the great efforts of these volunteers. Um, And... um, Perhaps uh, then we could move on to some of the other wider issues when you when when you're ready. Well, this is precisely it, and this is why community radio is so important. You know, we've got issues that are here that are not issues for Sydney, and you're not going to hear on Sydney radio. Like Waitalabar, it was devastated during the bushfires, and um, and we're trying to make sure we do everything to support them getting back on their feet. And I always think this clearly spells out the difference between community radio and others. I remember when the Waitalaba fires were on, there was a sense of people saying, oh, a certain group of people are responsible for this. And I got really angry about that and said, you can't start accusing a group of people for starting a fire. I mean, because it's ridiculous. They're the people most affected by the fire. I remember saying at the time, look, if, you, if you're blaming the Greens, you probably find people, the people most affected by it are the Greens. Well, of course, the Sydney media grabbed that phrase and went to town on it. And the next thing, I was getting absolutely smashed. And it was a complete misinterpretation, a malicious misinterpretation of what I'd said and what I'd meant. Now, if I did that on community radio, I would have had, you know, people would have said, no, no, listen to the whole lot, heard it in context. And um, that's, that was not the, the sentiment at all he was putting out. So we've got to help people get back on their feet uh, in Torrington, in Waitalaba, in areas in Tenerfield. And farms have been burnt out, stocks that have been lost, uh, plant that's been lost. 
And we've also got the drought. Even though it's rain, it's green, the drought's not over till you turn your grass into protein and the protein to cash. So you've got to... It's no good just having grass in the paddock and nothing eating it. Unless something's eating it and you can sell it, it's inconsequential. A lot of people don't have any stock anymore, and we've got to try and make sure they get back into stock. And, you know, we've got to learn from the experiences of the drought and say, well, you know, if this drought is over, and God willing it is, well, let's not just put our hands in our pockets and forget about it. Let's say, well, what do we learn from that experience so the next time it happens and it will happen again, we're better prepared, just like the fires. What can we do... So the next time we're better prepared, and this is I've been bringing up things such as central watering points. I'd love there to be a government grant, both state or federal, or both, so that people could put big dams in on their place, and then the rural fire service says, look, that's a dam and you can use it, but when there's a fire, that's our water, and uh, so we can use it on fires. And likewise, these dams should be in state forests, so you know, we, we don't want trucks going 100 kilometres to get water, this is absurd. And we've got to have fire breaks that are properly positioned. And even two days ago, I was driving along the road, and after a fire, a big tree fell over it, and I couldn't go any further. I had to do a detour. There was about an hour to get round the issue. So we shouldn't have trees near roads because people it impedes their access. And in a fire, you've got to get people out, and you've got to be able to get fire trucks in. They can't get in if a tree falls over the road. Um, you know, we've got the two people tragically killed up here. And, you know, it's really, it's really pertinent to this area, what happened with the fires and what's happening with the bushfire. Certainly those words uh, echo all around the district here, Barnaby. Um, um, and I think uh, just to expand, there's a real need for the agencies to uh, work very closely with the farmers. We've got a lot of boundaries with national parks. I know that's a state issue and similarly with state forests. We need adequate... Uh, adequate um, uh, fence line clearance so that it's not going to get wrecked a week later um, and those uh, fire breaks, those fire trails need to be maintained not just when the fire's on but all right through the, throughout the year um, so I think uh, uh, and I'm sure I'm sure the agencies are keen to do it So um, and governments are keen to do it to work with farmers to get those results um, um, because now so many of us have got uh, paddocks we can't use and uh, no fences um, uh, and uh, we've got uh, we really need to to be able to make best use of them um, so um, just uh, on the drought and the drought packages um, there's a view that um, extra loans are possibly just creating more burden for, for the future and uh, maybe more innovation uh, in that area and um, um, there's a question mark with a farm household allowance where any sales should be rebanked into a uh, um, farm management deposit. Now, I don't know whether that's changed, but that restricts the ability of a business to actually continue to trade, to pay the rates and, and so on. So, uh, yeah, anything you'd have to add to that, Barnaby? Well, I think, the, well, I think what people have to... Um, avail themselves of is the capacity to refinance their current debt through money from the Regional Investment Corporation. Now, the Regional Investment Corporation, and this is bragging, but it's the truth, is something I set up. Uh, it was one of the conditions of a coalition agreement, capitalised for $4 billion. Now, you can refinance your current facility up to $2 million if you're a farm and up to $500,000 if you're a business with 
money from the Regional Investment Corporation, which is interest-free, no interest for two years, then interest only for three years after that. Now, let's just look at that. Let's say interest-free. Let's say that you have a million-dollar loan, and that's not exceptional at all for people on the land, and you're paying, I don't know, 4% interest. So refinancing that for zero interest over two years saves you $80,000, and that's serious money. And if we've got you know, a 2% advantage on um, what uh, the banks are offering for the next three years, and you're paying interest only, that's another $60,000 you're up. So you're all up over the first five years uh, $140,000. So this is real money because people in the start were saying to me, oh, we want interest rate subsidy. And I said, well, that's only where the, the government pays half your interest. Um, and, um, you know, all banks do is say, oh, great, they're going to pay half the interest, so we'll put up the interest rates and we'll collect it. And everybody will be happy except uh, the government and the taxpayer who's paying the money. Well, we're offering something better than paying half your interest. We're going to pay the full lot for two years. You know, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, with farmhouse allowance, yep. Uh, we've done, you know, when I started with Farmhouse Allowance when I was a minister, there was only 260 or 367 people had access to it. That was it. By the time I'd finished, 12,000 people or 11,000 people had access to it because we changed the criteria and we continue to change the criteria. It used to be over three years, now it's over four years. It used to, we, it was just, uh, at the start, it was $24,000 for a couple, now it's 36 because you've got two payments. So, We've made some substantial cha- changes to it. And that, you, know, you, you hear about when the problems are there and the problems need to be fixed, but I also hear from the people who say, look, this was a lifesaver. This is the one that kept dignity and get, got us some money on the table so at least we could pay the chemist bill, pay for the groceries, uh, get into town, get a new tyre on the car, because we had no money uh, before that turned up. Thank you for that explanation, Barnaby, because that's um, um, that's what... I think people really need to know how the sums work out and how are they going to be affected uh, um, in a positive sense by going in a particular direction. And David might be able to just uh, pop a little bit of music on and we'll uh, just talk about what we're going to wrap up with. Thanks, Barnaby. Thank you. 105.9, 91.1, 2CBD, Cool FM, handing back now to David Donnelly and Barnaby Joyce. Thank you, David, and you're doing a great job there as usual. Uh, so thank you for that, and uh, thank you for uh, for the music. Now, um, Barnaby, just as we wrap up, I think you might have a choice of uh, a song you'd like to, like us to wrap up with. Well, I'm probably going to surprise people a little bit. I've an eclectic uh, taste in music because I grew up in a big family of uh, boys, and music was on all the time. Um, one of my favourite bands is Radiohead, and it's a song called Little Fish, but that we don't, we're not going to do that one today. We'll go a little bit more country, and this is uh, Neil Young and Heart of Gold. <laughs> 